Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia ora, a very good morning to you. Welcome into Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about this wonderful sport, including previews, reviews, a whole lot of feature stories, and, yeah, basically everything uh, that you want to know about the world of harness racing. Greg O'Connor with you for the next hour or so. No Michael Guerin today. He's having a Sunday off, a rear Sunday off for him, so... That means we've got plenty of opportunity to have a chat to you today. Chance for you to win a $50 bonus bet courtesy of the TAB. You need to text in your name, your TAB account number, and the code word today, Rangiora, because they race out at that harness racing venue in Canterbury. Uh, Not only this week, but next Sunday as well. First race today underway at 12.15. So Rangiora, double eight, double three, name, TAB account number, and somebody will win the $50 bonus bet. And if you want to convince producer dude Robbie as to why it should be you, then come up with a one-liner to tell us what you think of Michael Guerin. That'll be interesting for us to read out at the end of the show. Big night, Alexandra Park. It was on Friday night. A couple of Group 1 features plus a sales series trot. We'll get a chance to have a chat to Dylan Ferguson about he and Graham Rogerson's success in that. But the 50th running of the Peter Brecken Memorial National Trot was run and won by this outstanding trotter, Muscle Mountain. Top of the lane they are now, Muscle Mountain. He gives them more leather. Leads away by three. Artie by the hill. Double delight. Resolve and it over. Further back in the field to Oscar Bonavina. Leader is Muscle Mountain. He's going to do it well. Resolve the rough. He's giving plenty of cheek on the inside. Muscle Mountain. Resolve got very close. Muscle Mountain. He'll get his third group one, but scared by the outside of Resolve, who got within a half a length. So another brilliant performance by Muscle Mountain, albeit only by a smallish margin uh, as they got close to the line. Man sitting in the bike who's going to tell us more about that uh, is the driver of Muscle Mountain in uh, Ben Hope. Morning to you, Ben. How you going, Greg? Good to be here. Yeah, excellent, mate. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, as I mentioned to you when I asked you to come on, they're very hard to win these Group 1s, and sometimes people, punters included, when they see a dollar twenty-five for a horse, have an expectation it'll just be in a walk in the park, but that's never the case. Oh, no, absolutely, Greg. You know, like, uh, while I, I definitely believe I've got the best horse, uh, you know, the best trotter going around, at the same time, it's uh, it's hard to be at your best all the time, you know, and um, you can't, you know, he's, he's winning, and, and that's all you have to do, really. Ben, do you feel as close as Resolve got to Muscle Mountain? And not being disrespectful to her, but Muscle Mountain's now won nine out of his last ten and only been beaten by Sunday's son in that epic dominion. Do you feel he wasn't quite right on Friday night? Was it uh, a case of uh, maybe having to, to sprint really hard again at the end of his race when others enjoy that sort of a run rather than a, a searching staying test? Did you, did you put it down to anything or was it just to the eye um him knocking off a wee bit yeah probably a bit of uh a bit of all the all of the above to be fair greg um we burnt a little bit early and, and while it might not have looked uh like it on tv he sort of never really came back to me um 
and yeah, like he just he just never really came back to me. Like even with the lap to go, he, you know, he's only raced her about three or four times, and um, with the lap to go, I was sort of getting a little bit worried, you know, because while it probably didn't look like it on TV, as I said, he was just getting a little bit keen. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just towards the end there, he probably did knock off a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure if, uh, you know, that horse, yeah, I'm sure he would have kept going if that horse did actually uh, get up to him. Yep, Ben, it is win number 28 in his career. It's been a remarkable career so far. He's got the end goal, if you like, in this campaign of the Row Cup, but I understand he won't be going uh, to the Anzac Cup the week before. Is, is that still the case? Yeah, I'm not really too sure, Greg, to be honest. I haven't really spoken to the parents about uh, the plans leading up to the Road Cup, but I, I read in the article that uh, the Anzac Cup uh, isn't on the card, so um, I'm guessing uh, we'll be going straight into the Road Cup. So, yeah, it's obviously a month between runs, but I'm probably not too worried. He's shown, uh, he's shown fresh up. He can go some pretty phenomenal runs, so I'm sure uh, a month between runs won't, uh, won't worry him at all. No, he certainly is brilliant when he's in that slightly fresh condition. We know that. And we've now seen him at the extreme distance against Sunday Sun. So the 3,200 metres, now that he's a lot stronger and you know, he is a six-year-old, you feel that, I know how potent he is over the short course, but it's not really going to be a factor this time, is it? No, no, that's right. No, um, I think yeah, I think the short distance is his, his forte per se, but he, he's that good of a horse that he can go over any distance. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm not too worried going over the two miles. He's shown that he can uh, certainly do it with that second in that great race. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, from the heights of a Group 1 in the Peter Brecken Memorial National Trot to Rangiora today because the Harness Racing Roadshow continues on, uh, Ben. And congratulations getting past a couple of hundred wins uh, recently too. That's a, that's a feather in your cap again. Let's have a look at your chances uh, today. And you, you do kick things off in the first on the programme. Very well-bred four-year-old son of uh, Andover Hall in Tarapa. There's a maiden win there shortly, isn't there? Yeah, definitely, Greg. He's uh, he's not a bad he's not a bad maiden, really. He's uh, he had a long time out. Um, he was just a little bit weak, you know, early on, and we gave him uh, a big old spell just looking after him. And um, he's just taken, you know, a couple runs to get to that fitness. But I thought his uh, his last third uh, when Corbin drove him was really encouraging. So um, yeah, he's certainly on the upward trajectory. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he picks one up pretty soon. Is the wide front row draw advantageous to him? Yeah, definitely. No, he's um, he's not the easiest to get away, to be honest, but he has been stepping quite good to his credit. So, um, you know, we'll be trying to sort of walk in there late a little bit and just sort of try and time it right. And I'm sure if he gets away, um, I'd like to think they'll know he's there. All right, race by your dad, of course, and Ben Smith, the president of the Kaikoura Trotting Club. Maria Alagonda, $9 chance in race number two. Uh, first few runs down here, excellent, particularly that first up run. But what have you made of uh, the form since then? A $9 chance today. Yeah, she's actually a maiden that I don't, I don't mind. She um, certainly works good at home. We've just, um, and, and as you said, her first couple of runs were pretty, uh, pretty good, really. Um, but yeah, just her last couple of runs, we've just been having a little bit of blood troubles with her. Um, so we've been treating her for that. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit, uh, I couldn't really tip her out really. I, I do know she's got the ability, but she's probably one that just to wait and see. Um, we hope we have got her right, but um, we're not 100% sure. So um, she's one I'll be driving for a sit. And um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how she goes. But there is a maiden winner at pretty short notice because she has got ability.
Ben, uh, just on that and the Rangiora track, you've driven there plenty of times now, being, I suppose, arguably a, a local. You've drawn the second row with her. It is a difficult track to come from the back of the field unless there's an enormous tempo up the front. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's... Um yeah, it is a very hard track, and if you if you are uh, handy and you've got a, a reasonably easy time up there, uh, you're pretty hard to catch. So um, yeah, we'll be relying on a on a hard tempo two six to uh, to be you know getting some money really. All right, Tedesco in race number four does have to start off the ten metres, but this looks like his sort of race. Yeah, no, absolutely no. Looking at the field, it, it looks uh, you know looks a very winnable race for him. Um, we've probably just. He's another one that um, his last couple of runs were probably a touch disappointing by his standards. And um, he's another one that had a little bit of blood problems as well. But we're pretty hopeful we've treated him for that. And um, we do think his work's been quite nice. So, um, yeah, I'd like to think he'll be one of my better chances of the day. All right, he's $2.50 and uh, does look a, a big, big hope. He had no uh, luck last time. You trained Stun and Star, and you got the job done with the son of uh, Mia, rather, uh, Stun and Cullen uh, at Addington last time. How did you get her, and how has she come through that? Yeah, no, um, no, she's a horse that, uh, you know, uh, I've been pretty happy with, really. I didn't know what to expect when I got her. A mate um, bought her, and um, I've done a 50-50 with him on it. So, um, yeah, she's, uh, I didn't really know what to expect when I first got her, but looking through her races, while she had been a little bit disappointing in her last few runs, she showed that she has been, uh, you know, had ability there. Um, I looked in a couple of her runs. I think when she won a maiden race, she ran like a 27 quarter and did it quite nice. So she's shown she's got the ability. So all I all I had to try was try and get her uh, back to that best. And, uh, you know, with the beach, um, it does freshen them up. And she certainly has done that because, um, to be honest, I think she's trained on from that race. Um, and I'd like to think she'll be pretty competitive again, to be honest. Yep, 2,000 metre mobile, barrier one, has the speed to uh, certainly be in the firing line throughout and in a junior driver's race. You might be able to get away with that one, Ben. So a big hope, uh, stunted star. Just on the syndicate that race it, the Redcliffe Rabbitohs. We know how big a fan you are of the Bunnies and another brilliant performance from them on uh, Friday night. Capped off a great night for you. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, huge fan of the Bunnies, as you know, and um, yeah, really happy with their form at the moment. Obviously, uh, knocking off the Broncos, who are the Premiership leaders, and then the week before that against the Panthers. So, um, you know, obviously, Premierships aren't won in April, but, uh, you know, the way we're looking, um, I'd like to think we'll be there at the business end. All right, let's talk about your remaining couple of chances. The Country Cup King, a homebush lad, takes his place in race number seven. He'll be building towards the $90,000 final at Addington uh, with Hydroflow. That is on the 12th of May. Where's he at for today? Yeah, no, um, I think you probably needed a little bit, Greg. Um, we gave him a little bit of time off after his last run, looking at uh, trying to get him ready for this, uh, obviously, this, uh, you know, the Country Cup final. So, um yeah, he'll go nice because he always puts in an honest race. But, yeah, I'd like to think he'll be sort of a watch and see how he goes. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting him to be winning or anything. But uh, as long as he's running on and, and building for that, obviously, that Country Cup final, um, I'll be happy. And tremendous lovers in the last. Sectionally very good behind OK Boomer. $6 chance today. Again, a second row draw, but a horse that's certainly capable in a race like this. 
Yeah, definitely. No, his, uh, Ricky was really happy with his last run, um, and he sort of dropped to a grade where he should be pretty competitive. And um, the draw was a little bit, uh, a little bit of a worry to be fair. If he'd drawn the front line, I'd nearly say he's one of the probably my best chance of the day because I, I do think uh, you know, like if he'd drawn the front line, we would have been able to show some gate speed and to get into a good position. But yeah, the draw makes it a bit tricky. He'll be hoping for a solid tempo, um, but if if that happens, um, you'll be looking for him late, I'd say. Ben, really appreciate you coming on this morning. Again, congratulations uh, on Friday night to you and your mum and dad with your mighty trotter, Muscle Mountain. For the SENZ Trots Talk listeners, what's the best out of the Ben Hope team today? I'd say stunning star. We'll put pressure on myself eh, and see how we go. All right, $5 chance. Thanks very much, Ben. Go well. No worries at all. Cheers, Greg. That's uh, Ben Hope uh, doing the driving of the majority of the Hope team today, including that horse there that he's tipped out. A $5 chance in race number five, barrier one. He trains her, Stun and Star is her name. You might want to get on now, though, because those odds might tumble in. Another big winner on Friday night at Alexandra Park was a young man doing some very good things. He trains alongside uh, Graham Rogerson. His name is Dylan Ferguson. He also drove Love Me Too to do this. Love me too to bring them for home. Southern Diamond up on the outside. Kiss and run for the passing lane. Love me too. Slips away a length and a half. Kiss and run. Southern Diamond, Elder Baron Crystal. Love me too and kiss and run to fight it out. Love me too. 75 to go. Kiss and run. Tries to draw. Love me too back. Love me too going. Great guns. The What the Hill gelding to get the NZB standard bread harness. Billion three-year-old. So a brilliant front running win and drive by Dylan Ferguson with Love Me Too. Morning to you, Dylan, and congratulations. Yeah, no, thanks, Greg. It was um, a big thrill for everyone involved and, and good to get the job done. Well, he certainly did that. He showed very good speed to find the front, and he seems to be a very willing horse, uh, Dylan. Tell us about how you came to buy him. I know he was about 45000 uh, from memory at the yearling sales, New Zealand bloodstock yearling sales, uh, out of uh, the Brecon bloodstock draft, of course, out of Love Your Doozy, a family they've had great success with. So what took your eye, what took you and Graham's eye to go to that price for him? Uh, yeah, we sort of, the last few years, we've always sort of tried to um, pick up one trotter from the sales, so we sort of had a bit of a short list, and um, from memory, I think Graham was actually um, under bidder or, or one of the bidders on the top trotting lot of the sale at Caraca and um, missed out on him to Emilio Rosati, I think, so we went to the second cab off the rank, and we got Love Me Too, so um, I think he might be top cab now so can't complain with that yeah and you set him for this race this was your target this was the one you thought you could win and it's always great when a plan comes off yeah definitely I sort of felt um probably two or three months ago he really started to mature and and become a racehorse and um without being disrespectful to the opposition I think the the homebred three-year-olds are probably the strongest ones at the moment when you take into account what High Energy's done and what Sunny's sister looks like she could do. Um, I think they're probably the top two in the pecking order. So we thought this was a, a classic race that our horse could win. And, you know, as I say, we, we set him for it a couple of months ago. And normally, to be honest, when I pick out races for horses, it gets to a week out and the wheels fall off. But um, this time the wheels have well and truly stayed on and, and he's just gotten better and better through his preparation and really hasn't put a foot wrong.
Uh, Dylan, he held a kiss and run who trailed throughout pretty comfortably, which would indicate that he's not finished, is he? And he's still got a couple of targets to go. No, I definitely don't think so. I think, as I say, he, he just seems to be getting better and better at the moment. And um, he's just one of those horses. He's just got an amazing will to be there. And he doesn't know, know when to get tired. I think that's probably half because he's a little bit silly. He just keeps running. He doesn't know, know any different. But... Um, you know, certainly in the last couple of weeks. So I now think that he, he could be competitive against those um, top few three-year-olds and heading towards a derby after seeing him, um, you know, win so powerfully his last couple of starts certainly gives you a bit of confidence that the extra distance and, and hopefully a bit more of a high-pressure race is going to be a bit more of an advantage to him than it is going to be detrimental, that's for sure. So, Dylan, he has size stakes and then the derby? Yeah, that's, that, that'll probably round out this preparation for him. And, um, you know, as I say, this this was definitely our main target, but you certainly can't fault him on anything he's done so far. And as I say, if he, he improves as much in the next three weeks as he has in the last three weeks, I think he's going to certainly make a good account of himself and they'll know he's in the race, that's for sure. Whilst that was a pretty big high on Friday night, you had a couple of uh, trips to the judicial uh, on Thursday and Friday, so you won't be aboard. That's disappointing, and I know something that um, you know is is not ideal, particularly in the North Island, because when you get days off, it's effectively weeks off, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's for sure. That's you know, while the end result's the same, it's hard when. Um, well, I think I accumulated something like 13 meetings which in the South Island I think would be you know three weeks where it's basically three months for me so as I say while it's disappointing probably the couple of them that I deserved was going to rule me out of driving in the size stakes in the derby anyway so I couldn't do much about that um you know the last suspension was probably a bit debatable but once you got a target on your back you can't get it off I suppose so I guess they've got three months to forget about me now so um you can just concentrate on, on the training mate focus on the training and palm the yep. pressure off onto the other drivers then so the um i'm, I'm sure dad will be a, a good replacement for him he's been waiting to kick me off one of the nice three-year-old trotters for a while so he's got a wish <laughs> i guess yeah, I guess he, I guess he has, and and uh, you're certainly not going to lack for horsemanship if your dad is uh, is aboard. You're not far off a couple of hundred wins yourself. Just tell me a little bit more about the Graham Rogerson operation. Of course, this one part owned by the Butterworths as well, and well, they've had a decent sort of a, a couple of months, haven't they? Sharp and smart, uh, smart uh, flying the flag in the thoroughbred code, and now this horse. So um, yeah, tell us a bit more about how many horses you've got in work and, and what it's like having a master horseman across both codes. Obviously, thoroughbreds is where he's more world-renowned, but um, you must glean so much information out of him. Yeah, I think it's, it's no secret in, in both codes that um, if Graham sees a bit of potential in you and and you show him that you want it and want to work hard towards it, he'll he'll support you. He's done it his whole career with his apprentices. And, you know, look at some of the jockeys that have come through under his, um, under his through his apprenticeship, if you like. And I guess in the harness code, that's what he's basically done with me. And as I say, he's always been, been a massive supporter of mine back when I worked for him as a junior driver and went away and did my own thing for a bit and, and came back this time as more of a um, co-trainer than anything and as I say he's always been a fantastic boss in the sense that if, if you put in the hard yards he'll 
he'll back you and support you all the way. And that just shows, you know, every year he, he puts his money where his mouth is and we um, try and buy a few yearlings. We've had mixed success. I think probably our, our more expensive purchases have let us down a bit and the ones we've bought on the cheap a bit, they've, they've come through and um, done good jobs for us. So we've, uh, I think we've got some, some pretty nice three-year-olds in the stable at the moment with, you know, a couple of trotters and, we got the two fillies that were competitive in the Oaks and Harness Millions as well. So um, hopefully, you know, they, they improve later in the season. And while it's it's frustrating going up against Millwood Nike when you're chasing home the All-Stars team and a horse like her, um, you know, it's pretty satisfying that you can compete on that level with, with horses that you've bought at the sales and bought all the way through your system and um, made them your own as such. And as I say, to see them doing it on the big stage is a, is a big thrill for me, and I'm and I'm sure Graham still gets just as big a thrill out of it now as he did back when he was starting out as well. Dylan, how many have you got on work? Did did you say? Oh no, well, well, we're a little bit quiet at the moment. We've got about eighteen in work, um, but that'll sort of pick up over winter. We'll get the yearlings in and get a bit of work into them. And um, as I say, I've got a bit more time on my hands now. I might be able to send the boys off to the races, and I'll just stay at home and concentrate on the young ones and. Um, but uh, as I say, we've we've got a we've got a nice bunch of um, horses that that we're going to set for the feature races in the spring. And hey, this fella's he's still got a couple more races to go yet. But um, I'm sure once we get down to the South Island in the springtime, we'll have you know a couple of trotters and and those fillies and a few young ones coming through. Hopefully that you know we might be able to tick off a, a Group One as well as a as a listed race to finish off the season. Yep, well, I can see seclusion continue to improve. Just before I let you go, mate, she's Bella, uh, assuming she'll be going to the Trotting Oaks, which is this week. What did you make of her on uh, on Friday night? She was uh, basically a month between runs, wasn't she? So, um, yeah, is she likely to go to Friday, and do you think she'll improve? Uh, at this stage, she, she'll head to Friday, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't pretty disappointed with her run on on Friday night, she did get a good trip, and as you say, she was a month between runs. But she's—I've um, always thought she's actually probably been a little bit better than this horse. And to be fair, he's probably improved a lot in the last six weeks. But um, I think she's she's definitely a top-class three-year-old in her best form. And as I say, she was disappointing on on Friday night. So we'll just you know get her checked out early next week and make sure everything's all right. And Hey, as I say, if there's nothing wrong, we've just got to hope that it was a bit of race fitness she was lacking. But um, yeah, as I say, I think if if she if we can't get her right for this preparation, hopefully um, later in the season, I, I think she's going to be just as competitive in the big races as this guy. So um, as I say, pretty pretty exciting for our stable to have two two high class trotters in the stable. Yep. Well, to you, Dylan, to, to Graham, uh, congratulations again on Friday night. As I say, when you when you plan something like that and it comes off, it's got to be truly satisfying. Uh, I know you're going to be on the sidelines driving-wise, but I'm sure the, the, the colours will still be to the fore and, um, you know, really appreciate you coming on uh, Trot's Talk with SENZ this morning. No, thanks, Greg. Thank you very much. All right, that's uh, young Dylan Ferguson. So we've gone from Ben Hope to Dylan Ferguson, two of the bright lights in our sport, uh, doing some good things and both having success at Alexandra Park on Friday night. A lot of good texts coming in, including Jerry from last week, who won the $50 bonus bet, got involved yesterday in Australia. Uh, he got a three-leg multi in, all top four, a couple of seconds in a fourth, and he 
got uh, 220 dropped into the account. So good on you, Jerry. Your chance to win, double eight, double three, your name, your TAB account number, the code word Rangiora, and a producer dude, Robbie, will be selecting one of those uh, texts later in the programme. Don't forget to tell us... Uh, what you think of Michael Guerin and him not being here this week and me getting a chance to have a word. Yeah, all right. Short break. Other side, we'll catch up with the former world driving champion, Mark Jones, in the Southern Man segment. I'm a Southern Man And I'm so brilliant. I got the South in my blood And I'm gonna be here till I'm dead well Yes, our Southern Man segment on Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand, and Mark Jones joins us uh, on the line. Morning to you, Mark. Good morning, Greg. Yeah, thanks so much for your time uh, this morning. Uh, Before we get into the racing side of things, Fight for Life was during the week. We know you don't mind uh, throwing the odd punch into the bag. He's still doing any of that, and is there any aspirations to join them again? Because, gee, there were some fierce, fierce battles there during the week. Yeah, I think if people seen me, they'd seen I'm not doing a lot of training lately, really, Greg. I've been a bit lazy and probably just been pretty busy with the horses. So um, something I do want to get back into next month and got a pretty good coach in Phil Shackford, which is a good mate of mine. So uh, whether I get back in the ring or not, it's debatable, especially with my fitness. But it's probably something that I might have one more go, but I'll keep saying that. But yeah, it's a great bit of fitness anyway. Yep, certainly is that. Gee, the team is going well, Mark. Um, Bella Button, she's been a revelation since joining the barn, was placed again in, in good company behind I Dream of Jeannie on Friday night, um, and she's raced by uh, Ross McCutcheon, but also some of your staff, so that must be giving you plenty of pleasure. Yeah, it keeps them happy too, so I'm not getting a bit of money in the in the pocket, and yeah, she just a mere that Scott Lee, we've done a good job with, but had a lot of tie-up trouble, and we just tried something different, it seemed to work, and with Gemma driving being half points makes a big difference. It's a pretty good incentive to put the juniors on. So, um, yeah, she hasn't gone up too high in grade and she's got good manners. So, you know, she's a good flagship for the horse for the stable at the moment. So she'll be going around, what, in the Heather Williams, the mobile, in a couple of weeks? I mean, the way she's going, is there any reason to stop? No, nah, she'll just turn up at Addington most weeks. It's great money at Addington every week and, you know, she can race week to week and, Good thing about Anton, they've got some good mares trots you know, last weekend coming up. So she'll, she'll head to Heather Williams, you know, you know, get one chance at those races a year and we'll have a crack. She can always go in her own grade. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely be supporting those races. Mark, you got a few runners in today, starting in the first with What the Bell, the half to Stent, who I love the way this guy found uh, the line. He's by What the Hill, who we just spoke to, Dylan Ferguson, got a feature race win there uh, with Love Me Too at... Uh, Alexander Park on Friday night. Um, what do you like about this guy? Yeah, the Watt Hills are starting to do a good job, and um, we haven't had him long. He came from Mark Fuller's, and he's very well bred, and he has improved each, you know, each each week here. And his trial last week was good. He, he got home good. He's still got a bit to learn. He's pretty green, but yeah, he's a nice maiden trotter. It's a nice field today with Duns and Hopes and that in there. But you know, he's, he's an each way chance. $3.20 the price about him. Kalani Dancers won two of her three runs this time in. She's got a second row draw this week and an $11 hope with Gemma in the bike and the junior drivers. Yeah, she's been a bit of a surprise. She's raced quite good this time in and it's probably a step up in grade, but from the back row, she'll have to be driven for luck and you know, it's, a, it's a good even junior drivers race. You don't know what will happen, but if they do go hard and she's not too far off and she's an upset hope. 
Art Attack continues to perform. Um, gee, it says in the book he's only five. He feels like he's been around longer than that, Mark, but he's won two of his last three. He'll be heading towards the Hydroflow $90,000 Country Cups final, one would assume. Uh, he's a $10 chance today. He hasn't actually performed at Rungiora before, but I don't know that that was all his, uh, his fault, but he, he's in great form, isn't he? Yeah, he's racing great. You know, he's a great horse for the stable and for Grant and Cathy Haddon. He, he races at least once a week, sometimes twice. And, you know, he's in a hell of a lot of money. And, um, yeah, he's he's just a he's just a great horse. So, um, yeah, it's hard off 20 metres today, off pretty smart field. And a few that have, you know, probably a bit too good for him at this stage. But he's definitely heading towards the country cup. It's a great incentive. And that's been our goal all along. So, he's, um, yeah, he's one of the highest points qualified. So, We'll have a crack in two weeks' time at Addington. But, you know, today, just off 20 metres, I think he, he may just find a couple in there a bit too good for him. And, Mark, leaving uh, Rangiora aside today, uh, hot to trot resumed on Friday. One, what did you make of that? And what is his future? Uh, yeah, he wasn't too bad. We actually didn't expect him to trot away, but we made some changes the day before and put half hobbles on him, and he trot away good. He just blew out as expected. So, um, you know, I was happy enough with his run. He should improve. He's got the size states classic next week and after he's booked on a flight to australia where he'll um he'll do a bit of racing in sydney uh, just the mobile miles there kind of suit him being a four-year-old trotter there's not a lot for him in new zealand so he'll head to sydney for a month or so and then he'll head down to brisbane for the winter carnival and you know they're good enough to put on a hundred fifty thousand dollar trot for three and four-year-olds and some other good trot races there so his future will be in australia for probably the next 12 months we may look at we'll probably we'll bring him back in 12 months time once he's done a bit of racing and probably aiming towards uh, Dominion, you know, in 18 months' time. But it would just be good grounding for him to have 12 months in Aussie racing, you know, mobile racing, which he suits, and he should have a pretty good time over there. Yeah, he should do that Constellations Carnival. $3 million you're playing for in there now in, uh, in Brisbane. Not a bad place to go uh, late June and July. Mark, thanks so much uh, for your time. Good luck with the team in today. Well done on the way the team is racing at the moment, and we appreciate you coming on Trots Talk SENZ this morning. Yep, pleasure, Greg, and good luck to the pundits today. All right, there he is, uh, champion trainer and, of course, former world champion driver in Mark Jones. Double eight, double three, your name, your TAB account number and the code word Rangiora. Some uh, pretty cool texts coming in. Um, not too many of them saying a lot about Mickey G. In fact, Jason said, my, on my text entry, entry, I haven't put any comment about Mickey G. I think that sums it up perfectly. All right, keep them coming in. Double eight, double three, name TAB account number. We'll draw that before the end of the show. On the other side, we're going to catch up with a young lady doing some good things both sides of the Tasman. We're lucky enough to have her in town at the moment. Shannon O'Sullivan will join us. Bondi Luster Evangelist looking for a run from Sergeant Best in Judgment Bay. Tempo Warrior the leader. Fovo Gambler back to the inside. Bondi Luster runs on. Then Kalasa always beats higher on an Evangelist. Still Tempo Warrior leads Kalasa. Evangelist now sees daylight and Bondi Luster up the far side. Bondi Luster. Evangelist coming at it. It's Bondi Luster though. Bondi Luster holds on and beats home. Evangelist, Tempo Warrior and Lone Wolf. Yes, Bondi Luster winning on Monday at Ashburton, driven by visiting Australian horsewoman Shannon O'Sullivan, who's kindly joined us on Trot's Talk SENZ. Um, yeah, that commentary won't go old uh, uh, quickly, will it, Shannon? Morning to you. Yeah, morning to you, Greg. Yeah, um, that was a great win, and I've watched the replay probably a few too many times. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I know watching you and knowing the Ashburton track, you had to sit there and just wait, 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 did you? Because you've got to be patient there. It's a long way up that straight. Yeah, it is. Um, it's probably one of the biggest tracks I've driven out in. Yeah, that straight uh, goes forever and you sort of don't really know where it ends and where it starts. And um, I was just sort of counting in my head to 10 before I made a move and counted another 10 um, <laughs> before I actually went. So, yeah, patience is key on that track. It certainly is. The name O'Sullivan for those of us uh, of a little bit longer in the tooth, so to speak. Uh, we know it so well. Your father was a huge part of the Inter Dominion series, which he won with My Lightning Blue back in 87. He also won the New Zealand Cup of the same year, long before you came along, Shannon. But <laughs> I guess when the name uh, O'Sullivan is mentioned in Australasian harness racing, it's a bit to live up to. Yeah, definitely um, some big shoes to fill there with what Dad's achieved. But, uh, no, he, he's one of my biggest supporters and he's just happy to see me go around and be happy. And he's always there cheering on the sidelines when he's at the races with myself and my little brother who's just started driving. But, um, yeah, no, he, he's done a lot and I wish I could uh, achieve or get to his accolades if I can and given opportunities, I hope to. But, yeah, it's just a patient game and you just got to work hard and, and hope they, uh, everything comes towards you. Yeah, well, you've already gone past three figures driving-wise, wins-wise, in uh, Victoria. So what are you doing in New Zealand? How long are you here? And I understand you've extended the stay. You must be enjoying it. Yeah, um, I was only meant to be here for three weeks. And I was meant to leave, I think, the, the 21st of April or so, and I ended up extending it to uh, the end of May because I yeah, enjoyed it so much. The people have been so great and been well looked after and, yeah, just enjoying the lifestyle here and, it's a little bit less busier than what we are back home and um, it's different views, especially working on the Wood End Beach out there. I don't want to really leave them uh, with those beach views in the morning with the sunrise. But, uh, yeah, it's just been so great and just learning a lot, um, training and driving-wise off some of the best in the business. So, it's yeah, just a massive learning curve and that's sort of what I wanted to do and just experience something outside of what we do back home. So you've been based at Wood End helping out the Dunn Stable, as I understand? Yeah, so helping out the Robber and Jenna Dunn team um, with their, I think we've got, we had 50, but I think it may have gone up to 60 horses um, in the last <laughs> few weeks. Uh, they have quite a few there, so we're, we're busy bees out there working, um, but it's just so enjoyable and, you know, there's a lot to learn off, um, obviously, Jenna herself and Robert and, and Johnny too. Um, they're just brilliant people and, yeah, they do and look after their horses so well, so you can definitely pick up a few skills from there. What have you learned about the beach training and, and the different style of preparing a horse to get to the races? Uh, well, they do work them quite differently. Like, they're more in hobbles um, than when they're not. Like, back home, we, we tend to jog horses, and then I think four or so days out, they get fast worked, and then they go back to jogging. But here, they sort of cop a little bit more pace work, um, which is what I've noticed. And they don't work too hard on the beach, but um, their heart rate and stuff still goes up, so they're getting quite a lot of fitness out of it. And um, it's such an integral part to a lot of these horses too, um, to sustain like their legs, which I've noticed, um, the soundness. And I think it's, um, a really clever, clever way about it. And yeah, there's a lot of differences, but, um, a lot of it does make sense. And you can see like with the results, they're having one of their best seasons yet. I think they've nearly ticked off more winners than what they had last season. So, you know, their team's flying and it just shows with what they're doing on the track there. 
Well, it's magnificent to have you here. Bondi Luster got you win number one earlier in the week. It could be a red letter week for you if you're able to grab another one today. You got three chances. First of those, Arden's Delight looks a really good chance in the junior driver's race. She's a mare with good early speed. She's trained by Grant Payne. And how do you get these drives? Because obviously you're not as well known here, but um, are you on the phone? Is it just word of mouth? How did you pick up Arden's Delight, Sophia Bromack and Made of Money? I probably have to thank Johnny Dunn for that. He's sort of really organised a lot of my drives here, um, you know, with his connections. He sort of just calls around and, you know, I, I have messaged for a few, but he's sort of the one that pretty much talks to everyone and is able to sort of get me the drives. So the credit to him for me being able to get the drives and it was the same. He was the one that got me Bondi Lustar's drives. So, um, yeah, he's been an integral part for me picking up these these chances. All right, what about Arden's Delight today? Is she the best of the three? It appears that way. And um, with that speed over 2,000 metres, I'll give you one little bit of advice. You need to be somewhere near the speed at Rungiora, unlike probably Ashburton. Yeah, no, I um, I have been listening, and you guys have said that the track's sort of probably a front-running track. Um, so that's probably the plan. As I said, the horse does have quite a bit of speed. It used it last start to finish second um, and was quite a good run. There is a little bit of speed off the front, um, but I feel like... If we're able to put her into the race and get into a position, probably hopefully on the fence there somewhere or up up top, I think she's definitely a winning chance. And they've just probably got to run the times um, for herself. But she's in great form. And as I said, she's probably my best winning chance here tonight, today. Shannon, uh, really appreciate your time on SENZ Trot's Talk. Love to have more time with you. Might even get that chance to do something for our box seat show and uh, sit down and have a decent chat about where you're heading in this game because I know you're heavily involved in the media as well. Go well today. Congratulations again on uh, Monday and thanks for your time. Perfect. Thanks, Greg. All right, there's Shannon O'Sullivan. Might be worth following today. Driver in form. She's driven over 100 winners in Australia and she's driven one in New Zealand now too and she's got a good chance. Arden's delight in race at number five. Short break for us. Don't forget, double eight, double three. last chance to get in to win your $50 bonus bet. The Runky Aura is the code word. Your name, your TAB account number. Get it through to producer dude Robbie. We'll draw that out uh, once we've spoken to Graham Henley from Alabar. In the home straight in Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Race New Zealand. For everything you need to know about the sport, hrnz.co.nz. Busy time ahead for a couple of our biggest studs, one of which is Alabar, because we are honing in on the New Zealand Bloodstock Standard Bread National Weanling Sale. It's held at the Karaka Centre on the 25th of May. Graham Henley has joined us from Alabar. Morning to you, Graham. Yeah, good morning, Greg. This is a sale you guys have targeted uh, pretty heavily in recent times, and this year is no exception. 123 lots, of which you have over 50. So, yeah, the countdown's well and truly on. Yeah, no, it's getting pretty close now. We've just finished all the, the videos of all the weanlings, which is a big job. So we're just getting those edited now. So they should be up online uh, Monday or Tuesday. And then once the forecasted rain is gone, we'll get on to the photographs and they should be up in about 10 days' time. So, yeah, getting down Excellent. to the exciting time. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's exciting for you guys as well because we've got some first season sires with some of these uh, weanlings this year. Better's Wish, uh, Elite Stride, who I wanted to talk to you about, and the brilliant racehorse Ultimate Sniper. Let's talk about Elite Stride and the half a dozen weanlings that you are offering because he was a pretty special racehorse and, of course, he's by the mighty Muscle Hill. Uh, exactly, and like we've used the sale previously to 
showcase our new stallions. It's sort of a, an opportunity to get a year ahead of it with those new stallions to get the progeny out there in front of people. We've, and it's been successful for us in the past with always be Mickey and Captain Crunch and, and, and Vincent. Um, so this year we've got Elite Stride. And yeah, like he was a heck of a horse. He's got an American pedigree. Um, he raced in Australia where he was the three-year-old trotter of the year. Um, but yeah, he's, he's got a sensational pedigree behind him being by Muscle Hill out of a daughter of the house that Ruth built, who was one of the greatest trotting mares of all time. Yep, certainly a deep pedigree uh, there. So he's got half a dozen. You mentioned Captain Crunch there, also with a similar number, four of those fillies. And off the back of the sale back in, in February and the success of Captain Crunch, 220000 for the Orange Agent uh, Colt bought by uh, Barry Purden. So, um, yeah, if, if a, a judge like him is keen to get uh, that sort of uh, that sort of stallion, happy to pay that sort of money, that's, that's a real feather in his cap, isn't it? Yeah, and like few horses in history have been given the opportunity that Captain Crunch has been given. He's been at great numbers from the broodmare owners. They've been well supported at the sales and they've gone to good trainers. So he's got everything in his favour. But um, people just love Captain Treacherous. He's probably the most influential pacing thrower in the world at the moment. And Captain Crunch is clearly his greatest son. So people are seeing that and they like what they see in his types. And, you know, we got a lovely bunch of weanlings out of him this year. We've got a half-sister to Mr. Ibiza, a half-sister to the group one winner Jack Mack and a half-brother to... Uh, a very good horse held to wise guys, so the yearlings are quality pedigree that the winglings are. Yeah, definitely. Lot 82, he is the one out of Princess Art. 16 by the mighty Lazarus as well, four of those Colts. You've got lot number one, you've got lot number 123, so it's going to be a busy old time, isn't it? It is, and you know, everyone knows that Lazarus has had a few issues with his stud career, so there's not a lot of Lazarus foals out there. Um, so it's a great opportunity to, to buy a Lazarus. There's probably never been in the world before a, that number of Lazarus is in any one sale. They result from the year that we, we stood them here, and it's just a wonderful opportunity. He's got a handful of two-year-olds in New Zealand from when the horse stood in Australia, and given that there's only a handful of them, it's amazing the, the talk about them. All the, you know, A lot of the leading stables have got Lazaruses they love. You know, Mark and Nathan Purden have got one that they think is a really nice horse. Regan Todd's got a really nice one. Uh, Stonewall have got one that went to the workhouse yesterday that they think a lot of. Um, so, yeah, so it's just a really exciting times for the, for the great horse, and we don't need to promote him because he promotes himself. He's one of the greatest ever, and you know, we got 16 of them there at the sale, so hopefully people will see it as an opportunity that may never happen again. Yeah, exactly. We really appreciate you coming on the show this morning. Uh, all the very best with the build-up towards the sale on the 25th, and thanks for your time on Trot's Talk, Graham. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. And they all parade the day before at Caracca on Wednesday, the 24th of May at 1pm. All right, looking forward to seeing them there and online, nzbstandardbread.co.nz. Thanks, Graham. Yes, Greg. That's Graham Henley from uh, Alabar. Producer dude, Robbie, to wrap up the show, we need to give someone a $50 bonus bet. So where are we going? We are going to David today, who's uh, who said something that I, that I do relate to. Um, please, <laughs> new to the horse racing scene, not finding any winners. Uh, and now a bit that I don't quite relate to. Wife on my back about money going one way, i.e. down the dunny. Bonus bet would be so good. <laughs>
Well, I can relate to that. So, uh, yep, good on, good on him. Uh, if you are having a bet today, of course, Ben Hope we had on. He was pretty keen on that stunning star. Uh, looks a really good chance. Race five, uh, number five. And, of course, in that same race, Shannon O'Sullivan drives Arden's Delight. Uh, big thank you to those. And, of course, Dylan Ferguson coming on. Um, Shannon O'Sullivan was great fun, wasn't she? Of course, Graham Henley just then, and uh, it's been a pretty busy show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, back in seven days' time with my compadre in uh, Michael Guerin. Uh, good luck to you having a punt at uh, Rungiora this afternoon. That's Trot's Talk for this week.